I want to thank you moms of those sweet babies there in the back. And I don't know if you intentionally, you know, cued them to cry out right when Joanna said that about the baby crying and cold, but it was perfect. <laughs> but it's such a blessing to have you here and to have you all here. It's not my usual thing on Christmas Eve, but I feel compelled to start this little homily tonight with a joke. <laughs> it's a story about a time when Jesus and Moses went out to play a round of golf. And they come up to this hole that has a big pond right in front of the green, okay? It's a long shot from the tee to get your ball over the water and onto the green. Jesus says to Moses, I saw Tiger Woods make this shot one time with a three iron. And Moses says, Jesus, no disrespect, but when it comes to golf, you are no Tiger Woods. <laughs> but Jesus says, Moses, you have to have faith. And he tees up a ball and he swings his three iron and it goes, but not quite far enough. And lo and behold, it lands in the pond. Moses says, no worries, I got this. And he walks down to the pond and he holds up his golf club like his staff and the waters part. <laughs> and lo and behold, the ball is there resting on what is now dry ground and he fetches it and he carries it back to Jesus. And he says, if you're going to try this again, use a floater at least this time. I'm not sure how many times I can do this. <laughs> Better yet, you could use your driver. But Jesus says, no, if Tiger Woods can do it, so can I. So he tees up another ball, and once again it falls short of the green and splashes into the water, and it's floating there. Jesus looks at Moses and sighs, I'll get it this time. And he walks down to the pond, and because he's Jesus, he walks right across the water, you know, to pick up the ball that's floating there. And just then, these two golfers who are playing behind them, they catch up and appear on the green at the tee. I mean, they, they show up and get to the tee, and they see this guy walking on the water. And one of them exclaims, Jesus Christ, who does that guy think he is? <laughs> and Moses looks at him and he says, yeah, that's the problem. He thinks he's Tiger Woods. <laughs> So, at this moment, on Christmas Eve, when we have heard this beautiful old story of the incarnation, of love coming to life, of the child of God being born to humble and ordinary parents in a dusty and out-of-the-way place, attended, as we heard, not by the beautiful and important and powerful people but by shepherds and by animals, I need to ask you, who do you think you are? On this night of all nights, I hope you can say, I am a child of God, or I am a creature of this vast and mysterious universe 
I belong to the holy mystery. Even with my struggles and my failings, even with my doubts and my skepticism and my regrets, on this night, I remember that I am a person of faith and hope. On this night, I do trust that I am beloved on this earth. I hope that you can trust that and believe it because I know it to be true. The radical story at the heart of Christmas, the story that we universalists love to tell, is that God's love is so big that no one is beyond it. Over the centuries, the church and our culture have often sanitized and prettied up the story, have, as Gary Wills puts it, turned the manger into a Disneyland scene. But if you listen to the Gospels, if you wonder, where would Jesus be born today? You understand it would not be in a hospital with excellent health insurance. No, he would more likely be found among those living on the streets or hiding in the shadows because of their immigration status, perhaps those separated and held at the border in cages. The shepherds would be garbage collectors or cops working the night shift. As, it much, as much as it might make us uncomfortable, those of us who have relatively comfortable lives. The gospel message says that God is more at home in a stable than in a palace. As we heard in that last reading, saviors are found in the underground, outlawed, conspired against, and finally murdered. The good news always comes to us delivered by prophets and martyrs. The challenging news and the good news of this night is that we are called in our own lives to build a world worthy of our friend Jesus, worthy of all the prophets, worthy of all the people on this earth. We are called to see one another and not just those we love or just those we agree with, but everyone as a child of God, of worthy of our care, our respect, our concern. I know this isn't easy, but it's what we are called to do, and it's who we are called to be. So if that golfer had a conversation with Jesus, the one who said, who does that guy think he is? If he asked Jesus, who do you think you are? I imagine this is how Jesus might respond. I am God's beloved. And that is where my strength and my power come from, from knowing I can never do anything to lose that love. And that's what that word Christ means, anointed, marked as God's own forever. But here's the thing. 
the place where you humans and especially some of you church people get it wrong. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. I am one who is particularly aware of my closeness to God. But you are God's beloved too. You are called to be the bearer of that light and that love in your own life in these days you have been given. You are here to be a Christ presence in the world. And then Jesus says, you may not want to call yourself that because some people might think you're crazy. But you are called to be God's hands and feet and heart in our world, to be a light shining in the darkness. Trust me on this, he says. I may not know a lot about golf, but I know something about God, that our God needs as much help as she can get. She needs all of us spreading love and hope in our world. That's what my birth story is about and why you are here. So thanks, Jesus, for reminding us of the good news of this night, that we are all part of a great love that will never let us go. So now let us vow to carry that love with us out into the world and share it widely and extravagantly while we are here. Amen.
tonight for love come to light. For these lives that we have been given, and for those who bless and companion us on our way. We give thanks for Jesus, prophet, teacher, healer, and for all those who in every age have led us toward the light. We pray this night for the heart to bear our joys and our sorrows, for the strength and courage to do what we have been called to do, and to be who we are called to be. Help us to remember that we each have been given a light, and we are called to let it shine, to share our love the way we have passed the light just now. 